I don't know tonight how much preaching I'll do. I may teach, I may preach. Uh, one thing is for certain, I will just simply follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the third chapter of Galatians 3, if you would pull it up for me. And what this chapter is about is the Galatians who had been saved and got saved through and by uh, grace and through believing on what Jesus done at the cross was sitting around now beginning to listen to Judaism and the Jews was trying to tell them uh, why they could not be saved and, and Paul was upset with them because of them trying to go and listen to those that believe that you are saved by the law and and not grace. Amen. And Paul begins to explain that in the third chapter, and I'm, I'm going to read it. He said, O foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be after starting your Christian lives in the Spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? And we are still doing that today. We still believe that if we uh, obey the Ten Commandments and if we live righteous and live holy, that God is pleased with us. Well, friends, I want you to know the Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags in the presence of God. You cannot please God by doing good works. Amen. You cannot please God, amen, by uh, coming to church on Sunday. Oh, it's a good thing. I don't, I'm not saying it ain't a good thing. Amen. It's a good thing. Amen. But that is not what pleases God because a lot of people come to church just to catch up on their nap. Amen. Uh, I didn't mean that Jim come to God. Amen. But a lot of people, amen, come to church on Sunday, uh, amen, to because their neighbors expect them to do that. And, and so they come to, to make sure the neighbors see them go to church. Amen. But I want you to know, amen, we're not saved by being good people. We're saved because we believe of what He done at the cross. And I want you to read and listen to this. Uh, listen to what He says. Have you experienced, uh, well, let's go back to three. How foolish can you be after starting your Christian lives in the Spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believed the message you heard from Christ, about Christ. Amen. Now in the same way, and here, uh, why I was touching on Abraham a ago, as God was dealing with me coming down the road about Galatians, uh, Abraham come to my mind. And, and it started coming out of my mouth when I got here. And in the same way, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because his, of his faith. Let me let you understand something about Abraham. Abraham didn't have the law. The law was after Abraham, amen. The law, the Ten Commandments and all of the, the, the law of the prophets was after Abraham. 
But Abraham believed God, amen, and took him at his word, and God counted it as righteousness toward Abraham. This why? Because he believed. How do we get saved? We believe. You don't get saved, amen. Let me tell you something. Up where I'm from, there's a, there's a denomination. Well, I have, well, they're here too, because I've seen some of them here. And they don't believe you're saved until you get baptized. And when you come out of the water, then you're saved. No. No, I'm praying not for him. And they didn't even disagree with me. But I tell them like this. Hey, man, if you went into that water and you didn't believe in what Jesus done on the cross, the only thing happened in your life, you went in a dry uh, uh, a center and you come out a wet one. It's just as simple as that. That's as simple as I can make it to you. But listen what he said. What's more, the Scripture looked forward to the time, to this time when God would declare the Gentiles to be righteous because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said all nations... See, God, God was talking prophecy right here to Abraham. Do you know that? God already knew what we was going to do. See, God has no beginning. He has no end. In fact, the more I read Ecclesiastes, that, that I really believe this, this whole life is a circle. Solomon said it like this, what has been will be and what will be has been. So it's a circle. But listen to what he said. Watch more the scriptures look forward to this time when God would declare the Gentiles to be righteous because of their faith. Why are we considered righteous? Because of our faith. It's not because of how good you are. It's not because uh, you took Granny a loaf of bread last week when nobody else liked her because she was hateful. No. No, I didn't say to you. Amen. I know, preacher, but uh, you know, I put a little extra in the offering. Thank you, but that won't save you. <laughs> won't get you a bit closer to God. No, it won't. It won't. See, that's our human mind thinking. See, we will never be no closer to God than we was when we bowed on our knees at the cross of Calvary and said, God, forgive me. Forgive me and wash away my sins. Forgive me. I believe that your son lived on this earth. I believe, uh, and, and this is the way I, I preach, and, and I pray, God, I believe that your son was born of a virgin birth. I believe he walked this world. I believe, amen, he hung on a cross and died for my sins. And I believe on that third day he arose, and now he sits at the right hand of God. I believe that, God, with my heart, not with my mind. Now, it took me a long time to understand God does not save your mind. God saves your heart. My mind will try to doubt God. My mind will try, amen, to figure out God. My mind, and then when I find the words in the Scripture, the Bible says that God's ways are so much higher than our ways, and it's impossible for us to figure God God is amazing. How, do you, how can you figure one out who speaks things into existence? He said that there be light. Boom! Light shone. He speaks things into existence. You know that he can speak things into your life? How has he just said Amen. But, and Abraham believed this. Abraham believed this. Israel could never believe this. 
Israel kept telling Jesus, he didn't lie, show us a sign and we'll believe. If you'll show it to me, I'll believe. Well, you know, we've got an old saying up everywhere I'm from, or in Hart's Creek, and, and, you know, I've been guilty of saying it myself. A lot of times, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Uh, somebody tell me a big tale, Jim. I said, mm, I believe that when I see it. Amen. Well, not God. If you wait till you see God before you believe it, you've waited too late. Amen. You've waited too late. If you believe in salvation and you think, well, I'm going to wait till I see God, I'm going to wait till I see Jesus, and then I'm going to believe it, you waited too late. Because the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. You've got to believe it before you receive it. Amen. And you've got to believe it with the heart. Romans 8 10 says this. But what said that the word is not even in thy mouth, and it is in thy heart. That is the word of faith which will preach. See, it's the word of faith which will preach. See, some people say, uh, you don't have to have a preacher. Well, Paul said you did. Paul said, hey, I'll be a preacher sent somewhere. Somewhere you've got to hear the gospel. And not only do you hear it, but you've got to believe it. For with the heart man believe it by the righteousness and the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. This one says. Proclaim, let's start over. What's more, the scriptures look forward to this time when God would declare the Gentiles to be righteous because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham a long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So all, you know what, I got to say this. Somebody said one day, he looked at me and said, hey, preacher, you're getting it off the big belly. I said, no, honey, I'm of the blessing today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it from right there. Yeah. I got it from right there. I'm of the blessing. I'm just happy. on the law to make them right with God are under his what? Curse. You're under a curse. Well, I know, preacher, but I've been taught all my life you need to obey the Ten Commandments. They're good to live by, but they won't save you. They will never save you. If the Ten Commandments can save you, Jesus Christ died in vain. He went to the golf and he and he died at Calvary in vain. It's impossible to live by the law in this day and time. But today, but today, Paul says without faith, it's impossible. Impossible to please him. No matter what you do, you can't please him without faith. Listen. Well, the scripture says, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commands that are written in God's book of the law. So, it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. It is through faith 
not of your works, lest any man should boast. This by faith. This, this way of faith is very different from the way of law, which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. You ever wonder why he had to be hung on a tree? Why didn't they just beat him to death? Why didn't they just take a sword and cut his head off? Why didn't they just pierce him in the heart? Because this was tells you right here. He took mine and your curse when he hung on that tree. Listen, what is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through what? You can't receive the Holy Spirit through works. It comes through faith. It comes through grace. Amen. Now this. God gave the... 15. Format 3. 15. Dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or amend an invocable agreement, so... It is in this case. God gave the promises to Abraham and his child. And notice that the scripture doesn't say to his children, as it is meant many descendants. Rather, it says to his child. And that, of course, means Christ. This is what I am trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be concealed 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses. God would be breaking his promise. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. God, but God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise. You want to know something? I've been doing a lot of studying in Daniel and a lot in Revelation. And you want to know, I've read and, I, and I've often wondered, you know, in, I'm not going to try to get into this because it'll go over your head and you'll look at me cross-eyed and everything. And I, I don't like it. Amen. But listen, I've wondered, Lord, why is it going to be only, why have you got 144,000 of those Jews in Revelation? Twelve tribes of Israel, each one of them with 12,000. Why? Because of his covenant with Abraham. God is not a covenant breaker. He'll split this earth right down the middle and bust the heaven skies open before he will back up and fail to bring forth his covenant. Now listen. Why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. You know what I consider the law is? Now, this is what the Holy Spirit showed me. He might show you something different. The law is like walking with a mirror. 
How did I come with that? How do I get that? Let's see what it says. It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. But the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child who was promised. God gave his law through angels to Moses, who was the mediator between God and the people. That's all Moses was. Amen. He was a mediator. Now, a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is one, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. Is there, Sorry. Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promise? Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, we could be made right with God by obeying Him. Any? You could keep the Ten Commandments and you'd be just fine. You'd be just fine. But it ain't so. It's not so. Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promise that God God, if the law could give us a new life, we could be made right with God by obeying Him. But the Scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. I've got news for you. If you think you're ever going to get so close to God that you never sin, you're sadly mistaken. Paul said it like this then. And he was the preacher to the Gentiles. I believe personally he was the closest man to Jesus Christ after he got saved from the scriptures that there was. That's my personal belief. Don't have to take that. But Paul said, every time I went to do good, evil was always present. He wasn't talking about the devil. Paul was afraid of the devil. Who was he talking about? Well, that's all going down in the scripture. He said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? Paul was saying, every time I go to do good, Saul shows up. Who was Saul? That was the old Paul. He said, every time I every time I go to do and, and Danny, have you ever have you ever went to do good now and your mind starts thinking you're not worthy of this? You ain't nothing but an old drug addict. All the time. All the time. All the time. Me too, buddy. Me too. I try to do good, but I can't. Yeah. Oh, we all do. We all do. After stay close. That's the only way. Through by grace, are you saying? Justified by faith. Justified by faith. That's all. Paul said every time I went to do good. He didn't say sometimes. He didn't say every once in a while. He said every time that I went to do good, evil was always there. Well, I got news for you. The devil had more things to do than just staying around with Paul. Go live with the devil. You know, I, I preach this and I believe this. I believe a lot of times the devil looks at me and you when we say, you know, the devil made me do it. He's been a liar. <laughs> I never said to do, for you to do that. I believe he steps back and tells the demons, listen to him lie. I, I never put that in his mind. I'm trying to get a one world order set up. I'm trying to get things set up for the Antichrist. I ain't got time to fool with Jeff Evans. I ain't got time to fool with Tina or Teresa. They lied on me, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Oh, don't take me wrong. I give him no credit. I hate the son. He's a liar and the father of it. 
But listen to me. We will never, as long as we walk on two feet, we will never, ever get above sin. Never. I don't care. Let me tell you something. This flesh is constantly trying to raise up in me. It's constantly trying to doubt the things that God has told me will come to pass. Constantly. Constantly. And every day I have to say, I don't believe it because that's not what the Word of God says. And I believe the Word of God. I believe what does say the Word of God. Well, here's why I try so hard to get you to read the Bible. If you don't know what the Word of God says, you don't have a leg to stand on. You can't argue with it. Now, you want to know why I can't go do it down here uh, and, and uh, stand in a court and be Danny's lawyer? Because I don't know the law. I don't understand the law. It takes a man with a degree. So if you're going to argue with the devil, and you're going to try to convince the devil, amen, you better know the Scripture. This is what Jesus said. This is what Jesus told him one time. They come up tempting him, and they said, Jesus, we got a question. And he said, okay, go ahead. They said, say a man marries a woman, and, and he dies, and then his brother marries her, and he dies, and then another brother marries her, and he died. And say, for instance, this goes on seven times. <laughs> now, in the resurrection, whose wife is she? And this is what Jesus said. He said, you do err not knowing the Scriptures. What's he saying? Before you come about me, I am the Son of God. Before you come at me asking such stupid questions, why don't you read the book? Sorry, I mean, if I put that a little bit too plain. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of what he was saying. Before you ask me, why don't you read the story? Why don't you read the book before you try to argue with me? He said, you do error not knowing the scriptures. For in heaven there is neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek. There is none of this stuff. She ain't going to be nobody's wife there, is what he was saying then. Yeah. That's, that's what he was saying. She's not going to be anybody's wife. Because there is no female there is no male or female. We are all like him. Yeah, I, I'm giving you scripture. I know it hurts. You know, that hurts. Uh, we tell everybody, you know, uh, people say, well, I'm going to hug mommy. When I get there, I'm going to love mommy. Listen, you ain't going to know her as mom. You're going to know her, amen, as, you, as one in Christ. Sister. I understand what the word says. And it took me a while to understand that. Amen. But listen to me. I know that hurts that I'm here. Uh, but when you get over there, it's all going to be good. All going to be changed. Amen. But listen to what he said. And some of you want to argue with me. We can after the service. <laughs> <laughs> but the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. So we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. See, we got some that believe today. We got some that believe today that, you know, 
if you kiss the Pope's hand and you bow down to him and you kiss his ring and you go into the closet and you ask him to forgive you, uh, everything's okay. No, no. We've got some that believe, amen, uh, that in, in Judaism still, they don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Well, I'm going to tell you what the Word says. The Word says that if you try to come any other way other than through and by the blood of Jesus Christ, you will be counted as a thief and you will be casted into the outer darkness. Amen? So listen, it ain't my way. I, I don't have a denomination here. It ain't the Baptist way or the Pentecostal way or the Methodist way or the Catholic way. We don't have that here. It's Jesus Christ's way or no way at all. Okay, let's go. Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we placed under guard by the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through what? Faith. 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 And now that we the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on a new clothes. There is no longer Jew nor Gentile. And see, y'all gonna get y'all y'all gonna get mad at me here. Well, I, it ain't my opinion. This is what thus says the Word of God. There is no longer Jew nor Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Now listen to me. You say, preacher, but that's at a WNLT version. I don't want that. Okay, let's go over to the King James. <laughs> there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Me and an old Baptist preacher just about got popcorns one day over this. He said, brother, you cannot believe in a woman preacher. Brother, when we go under that precious blood of Jesus Christ and we are saved and we are born again, there is no neither male nor female. There is none of that. I don't believe that. You don't the word of God. Because the word says there is, there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. God has no respect for persons. Ain't you so glad of that? Yes. Ain't you so glad that when he sees you, he sees the blood of Christ? Jim, I'm so glad that when he looks at me, he don't see Steve Kirk because I come up so short and I fail him every day. But when he looks at me, he sees the blood of his son that I claim every day of my life. God, please wash me with the precious blood. Please cleanse me when you look upon me. 
look upon your son and not me. For I need David to hide Hey, I have to look at the teacher tonight. I'll preach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, you got to feel a little bit of wrongness, too. <laughs> All right. Better stand. Tonight we pray about something out of the message. Listen, quit cutting yourself short with God. Quit saying, I'll never get it right. I'll never be able to make it. I just can't get it right. None of us will get it right. The only thing we've ever got right is we plant this precious book. That's what we've done. Amen. And still to this day, still to this day, Bobby, I don't even know how many times I had to say, God, forgive me. There's a thought back with him there that I don't want in there. I don't want that thought in my mind. Forgive me. Self righteousness tries to build in me. I have constantly. I am not above my brother. I am not better than my brother. Hey, you say, I don't have that problem. Praise the Lord for me. Praise the Lord for me. I still have problems. Amen. And, and, and let me tell you something. Uh, you know, where I come from, and I'm just being honest, I'm, the Bible says confession is good for the soul. Where I come from, amen, that uh, there was not one, one black person in our school. None. There was not one black person in our community. Not a one. Not a one. So when I moved out of Hart Creek, West Virginia, and I come down here, uh, and I see, and, and I listen. Don't go home with that crazy piece that did wrong. No, Steve, he's not saying it's wrong. I didn't say that. But I'm saying Steve. See, when Steve came down here and he saw black men with white women and vice versa, it was hard for me to swallow. Because I wasn't raised that way, Jim. It was hard for me to swallow. And, 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 and I struggled. And, and you know what? God would have to correct me. And he said, Steve, I love all of them. I love them all. I love all of them. They're all the same in my eyes. They're all the same in my eyes. I don't look at skin tone. I look in the heart of man. It was hard for me. The Bible says confession is good for the soul. I'm confessing. Amen. Amen. I try not to be courageous. I don't want to be courageous. Mama always taught me it's wrong. Don't never do that. Amen. But the old Steve tries to raise up. And I have to constantly put my foot on his neck and say, you will not come out of me. You will not be that way. Because of the blood of Christ that is in your life. Amen. Sing us the song, baby. You need to pray tonight. Come on.